Real. Intimate. You are now tuned into Bonnets and Durags, a Pillow Talk podcast. I'm your host, Via Simone. Let's get into it. Work that Pillow Talk, girl. <laughs> What's going on, world? It's your girl, Simone, and you are tuned into another episode of Bonnets and Durags, a Pillow Talk podcast. Before I get into what this episode is about, I just have to say, Thank you from the bottom of my heart for all of the love and support and feedback that you had given me from last week's episode. I am speechless. I'm still speechless. Like I said on Twitter, I am full of tears and smiles. That's that's all I have left. And, you know, I have seen all of your comments. I've seen your, your reshares on Instagram, your DMs your retweets. I've seen it all and I just can't thank you enough. Like, thank you for for listening and loving and relating to my story. Like, that was probably one of the hardest things that I had ever done, like, on in in my life in when it comes to just being vulnerable, especially in this digital space. This is what I mean when it comes to the importance of of platforms like this. It's uh, all about creating a safe space and it's all about making sure that we as black people feel supported and we feel seen and we feel heard so thank you for supporting me and lifting me up and making me feel seen and I'm so happy to be able to do that for you too so thank you thank you thank you like I literally can't thank you enough (laughs) So today's episode is all about motherhood. Um, I recorded this episode about three weeks ago um, in commemoration of Mother's Day. But you know what? Motherhood is always relevant. The content, the concept, the, the conversation around motherhood is always going to be a relevant one. And there's a lot to be learned in the, the conversations that I have with these three incredible women. So I had the honor of talking to three different women in their their motherhood journey and one of them being Tasha from Tasha Talks a Lot and she talked about how you know how where she was in life when she found out that she was pregnant and what she had dealt with during her pregnancy and postpartum depression and raising a black son especially in this climate and I also talked to China too who is an expecting mother she is expecting a baby girl with her high school sweetheart she talked to us about her gender reveal, her pregnancy journey, and the things that she is looking forward to, you know, becoming a mom. And, you know, I had to also talk to the woman who birthed one of the greatest to ever do it in the podcasting game. (laughs) I had to talk to my mother, um, but I was super excited to bring my mom onto the show. You know, I was delighted to have a conversation with her about just what motherhood meant to her and how it was raising me and my sister and, you know, the things that she encountered during her 27 years of being a mom. So the conversations are are deep, but they're rewarding. And I'm really excited to share with you all of the things that I've learned from these three incredible women. But before we get into this episode, I wanted to take a moment to honor the victims that have lost their lives to the senseless act of police brutality and racism in this country. So let's take a moment of silence for George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, Philando Castile, Sandra Bland, 
Kendra James, Sean Bell, Eric Gardner, Michael Brown, Alton Sterling, Trayvon Martin, Tamir Rice, Corinne Gaines, Stefan Clark, Laquan McDonald, Atatiana Jefferson, and the list goes on. Let's give them a moment of silence. Thank you for taking that moment of silence with me as we honor them and their legacy. I want to dedicate this episode to both of my grandmothers, my grandmother Carol and my grandma Charlene. Um, When this episode drops, it'll be May 31st, and this will actually be the birthday of my grandma Charlene. She'll be 83 years old, and I just love her to death. She is the most honorable, God-fearing, resilient, loving woman that I've ever met in my life, and I only wish to be half as her, so this episode is for you, Grandma. I love you. (laughs) Let's get into it. Hey, Tasha. I'm so excited to be talking to you today. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Um, So before we get into this, I always like to have my guest um, you know, explain who they are, what they've got going on, where people can find you, just so people can get familiar. Um, so yeah, go right ahead. Okay, so I'm Tasha from Tasha Talks A Lot podcast, and um, I feel like I have everything going on, but mainly the podcast, of course. Um, I'm a mom, obviously, mm-hmm. um, and I'm writing books. That's oh. that's pretty much my life these days. And you know, I saw that in your bio. I didn't know that you were an author. That's incredible. Like I have a book that's like self-published, but like I don't like how it looked. So I'm like redoing it and I'm trying to like get it pitched to actual publishers. Uh You don't like the illustration on the on the cover? It was self-published, so it just looks janky. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) But it's done. It's finished. Do you have Canva? Because you could out of a a cover on Canva. but like when you, I did it through Amazon because anyone could like create a book through Amazon. Okay. It, and it's cool. It just looks like, oh, she did that herself. And I don't want my first Let's book. Let's say. <laughs> <laughs> look like that. But I've been pitching it. I've been pitching it. And I mean, I think it'll go well because I'm already working on part two. Okay. So, yeah. Um, What's the book about? Um, so the first one is called All the Shit I Should Have Sent. And it literally looks like a text thread. And it's like, you know, when you have mm-hmm. an afterthought. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, you should have said it, but you didn't say it. So that one is like that. And that one is like the green bubbles and whatever other colors. As uh-huh. a thread. And this one is like letters. But this one is mainly, um, this one is called I Thought You Should Know. And mm-hmm. it's me telling the people what I feel. Because I don't know if you noticed, but I'm real expressive. And, yes, um, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and these are going to look like letters, like the frayed edges and all. So. Okay, I love that. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Congrats to you. That's dope. Yeah. So, you know, um, yeah, I brought you on because I'm doing this this episode to um, commemorate Mother's Day. And, you know, I know that you're a mom and I thought that you'd be perfect for this conversation. Um, you know, so I just kind of want to talk to you about your experience as a mom, what it's been like. Like, I know you have a beautiful son. His name is Kingsley and he's seven. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, let's just jump right into it. Um, 
yeah, like what what was your like gut reaction when you first found out you were pregnant? Like, take us back to that moment of like when you first found out and what your life was like. Like, what were you even doing? So like I was 22 at the time. And at 22, for me personally, I was like, first off, I don't even I hate to say this out loud, but I'm not even one of those people that like kids, if you're being honest. <laughs> really? Um, nah, like, I like my child, and if I, like, date a man with a child, then maybe. But, uh-huh. like, I'm not like, oh, my gosh, I need a... No, that that was never me. Um, My mom had me at 30, so I'm like, oh, maybe at 30, which is the age I am now, I'll think about kids. Uh-huh. Right. I was used to going to strip clubs, literally, like, every Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So, like, I, the last <laughs> thing I was thinking about was a child uh-huh. to the point that his father was like, um, I remember you having a cycle this month. And I'm like, boy, you tripping mm. because in my mind, of course I'm not pregnant. Like with Tasha pregnant. No. So, um, I remember taking a test at Walgreens cause that's where I was working at the time. And I'm like, I told my friend Stephanie, like, girl, I'm pregnant. <laughs> but oh it was a horrible time. Like, being honest, it was a, a like a super bad time for me to be pregnant. I had, no, actually, no, I just lost my job at Walgreens. Mm-hmm. Um, I had just moved out. I'm not going to lie. I was like kind of homeless. Like, I didn't have a secure, it was, you know, it was rough mm-hmm. at that time. Even my kid's father, like, that relationship wasn't the best. So it was just like a train mm-hmm. wreck, honestly. So if I'm being completely honest, I didn't know if I was going to keep my son. Okay. Wow. Right. Yeah. Not like I'm not sad about it or anything, but that's just yeah, yeah, what yeah. it was. Like I was just like, nah, this is like the worst time to have a child. Yeah, um, that's real. So uh what actually made me keep my son is my mom. Like mm-hmm. I was never scared to tell her because I was in my twenties. Um, but it went from me being like honor roll student working to like uh I'm not gonna say careless, but you know, like it wasn't a planned pregnancy wasn't a good relationship so um at the time I was just really like deep in my depression bag and I went I wanted Mm -hmm. to keep a man right but Mm -hmm. I was gonna have an abortion to try to keep this man I know how some people do it the opposite way like let me that's interesting wow okay yeah so he was on some like nah because he already had children nah like I can't have kids it was just a bad experience or whatever and my mom was like well if you have this abortion then you could find your own place to stay Mind you, me and my mom were already like in between a place mm-hmm. to stay. So I'm like, wait, mm-hmm. what? Because I thought that would be something that she wanted for us. Like, yeah. You know, but she was like, no, if you have this abortion, make sure it's for you, not try to keep some man that's probably not paying attention to your ass to begin with. She was right. But at the time, like, I was conflicted because it's like, damn, I really don't want to be on the streets homeless. Like, mm-hmm. bad enough I'm laying on the floor at this point. I know this is heavy. I'm sorry. No, do not apologize. This is this is real shit, like for real. And it, it's such a different story than we normally hear. The normal, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, these are the stories people like are usually ashamed of. But so anyways, I, I clearly decided to keep him. And um, the pregnancy was rough, girl. Like it wasn't like the mm. congratulations coming from anywhere. So I'm like, damn, am I a failure? Because again, I went from being like the life of the party, not the life of the party, but you know, like social and honor student type stuff. And then to like, I didn't know what the hell my life was becoming. I was like super depressed. I didn't know what was up with his father at the time. That was very on and off. I even was in a psych ward (laughs) during pregnancy for like a day or so. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was intense. So like, imagine being six months pregnant, like feeling like you're going to have a nervous breakdown 
Yeah. And then, yeah. So I did that um, all and throughout the pregnancy. Um, they found out that my son could have had like Down syndrome. So oh girl, my gosh. I was, wow. Literally all of the monkey wrenches is thrown in your life. Okay. Crazy. Like wow. when I stress is like, that does not begin to explain what I felt. So I'm going to all these appointments by myself, whatever. But yeah, um, yeah like depression was just taken over mm-hmm. um, through the pregnancy, uh, like at the hospital. What they say about them treating, you know, women of color or well, specifically black women horrible or just like they don't care. That that was my experience. So like, really? like even yeah. seven years ago, that, that was, it was probably wow. worse then because, wow. you know, like technology has changed, but it mm-hmm. was like, I know it's supposed to hurt having a baby, but like the pains I was feeling was insane. Mm-hmm. And they already was looking at me side-eyed because I was there pretty much by myself, no father. So they were just like, eh, whatever, like truly. So yeah, the entire experience is just horrible. And um, I hate to say this, but like the whole feeling when you, they say you have as soon as you see your baby and all. Yeah, I never had that until like after the fact. Like oh I li- I had to like learn to, not learn to love him. I never yeah. like, harm him. Yeah, It was just like, oh shit, like I got to take care of this. That was more of my reaction. Right. Because it didn't really, reality didn't really set in until right, like, you know, it, was already, it was time for you to really raise him. Yeah. Right. So a couple, I don't, I can't pinpoint a time. I'm just saying like the whole, oh my gosh, I loved him from, from him kicking him or something. Not, I never felt that mm. then. So yeah, it was, girl, it was rough. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. No, that I'm, you had I mean, to experience that. I feel like I'm not, I don't beat myself up over it because I know for sure telling my story has helped other women. Yeah. So absolutely. it's like, I don't want to appear like I have it all together or like my story is like light and airy. It was not. Um, yeah. But people have come back to me after they had their child. Like, all right, so this happened and I relate and this helped me. What did you do? So as long as I could do that, I'm cool. Yeah. He's cool. he, he my little like best friend now. So. <laughs> He's so precious. He's so cute. I was going to ask, um, you know, after you had Kingsley, I know women speak to this this thing of um, postpartum depression. Did you experience that? Like, what was that like uh, for you if you did? So, yeah, of course. Uh, for me, it was I was actually going to a therapist at the time, too, because okay, I, was, I, I was I was diagnosed with major depressive disorder mm-hmm. um, even before I had him around five, six months. So mm-hmm. it was depression and then postpartum is like another layer of depression. So I, it was just like gloomy every day. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm grateful that it wasn't to the point, like I said, where I wanted to harm him or like, you know, do anything to him because a lot of mothers, unfortunately, do experience that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, that was that was definitely because to me it was different, like. My major depressive disorder was my thing, but the postpartum was definitely like, yo, I really don't want to hold my child right now. Like, I know Mm -hmm. he needs me to hold him, but like, I don't want to. Not because I'm lazy, but like, my body literally will not let me like cuss my arms for it to hold him. It was, yeah, it's like, it's a real thing. And I think that some people take it lightly. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I feel like society takes it so lightly. They just think, oh, you're, you're tired, you're stressed. 
because you have to or like get over it or be strong yeah if you especially don't have a support system i'm not trying i'm not saying any of this to like discourage i would hope that it's bringing awareness Mm -hmm. but like it's really something you have to gear up for Mm. because even if you do have support a lot of people unfortunately again they don't like take postpartum super serious or they don't know what it looks like to you Mm -hmm. so they don't know what to do it's just like ah just feed them just do this it's it's like ah I I would like to be happy holding my child I would love to love him um how he needs to be loved not just survival so yeah yeah I definitely experienced it that's real and I'm glad that you know your mom um was there to be there to support you through that do you think but do you think that it would have been easier if you had a partner to support you um as well for sure um because that was the emotional part you know what i'm saying yeah. like, she was my mom is older so um unfortunately like you know the stigma with depression of any sort is still strong with older people mm-hmm. and um she was just like girl why are you crying all the time like the hell mm-hmm. and i'm like uh what's this i can't help it <laughs> it's so interesting how like our parents generation just don't even seem to understand like because the complexity just, of like just, mental health <laughs> For sure. Like they just powered through whatever it is that they were feeling. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's not healthy. Also, I truly believe that that trickles down onto your children. Because like, imagine we didn't, like, I don't know your experience, of course, but like, I never saw my mom emotional. I never saw her cry or anything. But like being 30 years old and looking back on it, she came from the South and she had nobody herself. So like, I'm pretty sure she was battling her own things. And my father was around, but like she never expressed herself. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm pretty sure because she never expressed herself that it, it trickles down. I feel like. Yeah, no, for sure. It's generational for sure. That's one question I did have is like, what's one generational habit that you would like to break um, with Kingsley or like that you've already broken already? Like what's something that maybe your mom or your dad or, you know, another family member has like exhibited that you're like, nah, I'm not doing this with my son. Like, I can't. Um, I, I would say the whole like talking thing. Um, me and King talk. He's seven. So obviously sometimes it's hard for him to explain himself how he, you know, wants to. But mm-hmm. like I ask him constantly, how are you feeling? Like, it's OK. Like, I'm not one of those moms because he's a boy, like toughen up. No. Um, if you need to cry, go ahead. Just like explain to me or try to what's what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's very important because like, as we know, a lot of men have a lot of, a lot of shit bottled up in them. And then they try to, they explode as they get um, older. Right. So um, that's the major thing. I also explain things to my child. I know a lot of parents feel like they don't have to because I'm the parent and it's like, well, that's not really helpful. Actually, yeah. it's very counterproductive because you can't expect this person to speak to you and, you know, trust you as a, a person. Um, if everything is because I said so. So like, exactly. of course it gets on my goddamn <laughs> nerves sometimes because sometimes you do want to be like, boy, because I said so. Right. It's like, okay, Kingsley, I need you to do X, Y, and Z because, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. those two things stand out to me the most because my mom, she she wasn't explaining herself, girl. Like that, mm-hmm. that just was not happening. <laughs> right. No, my parents too. I literally lived in a household where everything was a, because I said so. Because like, I, I just... It was just always so frustrating. It was just frustrating. So I totally get that. It. That undermines your feelings as a right. person. Because I right. feel like, and that's, maybe that's the last thing. Like, I don't want, I don't, I want King to respect me, of course. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm teaching him to respect everyone. Like, I don't want mm-hmm. him to feel like he's scared of me or like um, I'm the big bad wolf. Right. No, like, I, of course, I'm teaching him structure and I don't want him to be my friend, like, because I feel like there's, you know, fine lines to that. Mm-hmm. But most importantly, like, I just want him to see me as a person. Like, I yeah. want he's a little I don't treat him like a little kid. I'm not a helicopter mom. But like, respect me. I respect you. You got it. Like, it's just I treat him like a little person. I, like, yeah. My parents didn't really do that. They kind of like coddled they me. Coddled, yeah, exactly. Coddled me for certain things, and then I feel like a lot of my mishaps. Um, not that I have regrets, but a lot of my mishaps or me experiencing things, or even the men I dated, was me like rebelling against them. That's mm, can you can you dive into that just a little bit? Like, like that's, that's something that we don't talk about often. The fact that you're like, okay, you you know your parents had this idea of like who they want you to be with and mm-hmm. your own kind of like rebellious action is to go out there and date somebody in the streets. Yeah, or, you know, like extremely opposite. <laughs> like, why? Like, why do we do that? <laughs> I I think it's because it's kind of like we want to show our independence and it's like it's something new. Like I went to a private mm-hmm. school, um, yeah. a private Christian school. So that's religious yeah. and like super, you know, sheltered. So uh-huh. everything else everything outside look you know appealing like oh shit he got chains on like obviously uh-huh. not just chains but like my kid's father we're like opposites we grew up completely opposite like I'm the 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 nerd honestly and he's the street guy and that's just that was the best thing ever to me eight nine years ago and um I, I just I loved him like my mom was like girl what what you doing but it's just something like I had to like scratch like I I needed it mm-hmm. you feel what I'm saying I'm tr- I'm out of that now because I know better like not necessarily street guys I don't think that's a thing but you you get me like yeah I know that I deserve better so yeah. it's not like I'm not trying to prove a point to my mom or whatever the case may be but yeah a lot of my decisions even me drinking like drinking going at the strip club it was like Whatever I knew my parents would shun on, fuck it, I'm doing, <laughs> you were doing it. Doing it. <laughs> like, yeah. That's so funny. Um, I wanted to ask you, how has it been co-parenting with your son's father? <sighs> Jesus Christ. Uh, first of all, <laughs> um, let me, disclaimer, I don't hate this person. Um, all right, I'm going to just say, I've done said everything else. So actually, um, he was around. Mm-hmm. Um, like present. I'm not gonna say financially or whatever, but he was present from birth until around like three years old, and then he actually went to jail. I told you he was a street guy. Mm-hmm. He went to jail, and he just actually got home uh in March. Oh wow! Of this okay. year. So like, he's been kind of gone for half of King's life. Now yeah. I will say, in that time that he was in jail, the whole depression left, right? Um, the me listening to him and being manipulated and just like fawning over this man that died. So I'm not saying he came back for Tasha. Of course not. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do feel like we clash because he's expecting that Tasha that I was. Okay. So now it's like, right. I'm grown. I've also structured my son or our son. Um, you know how I saw fit. So it's been for this month, well, two months now, uh, it's been a little, it's challenging because now it's yeah. like, even like the whole, I, because I said so, I can't obviously tell a grown ass man that, 
But it's like, (laughs) I'm not used to explaining why I'm doing something when it comes to my child. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's rough. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. And we, we do things completely different to the point. I honestly feel like at some point we may need, um, not family counseling. Well, I guess so. Like family counseling, because like, I can see the difference, but when he's, my son is over there for a long, like, uh, you know, a day as opposed to home. And then he tries to bring that over there and I don't necessarily agree. So it's just like, wait, what do you mean? Like, give me an example of what? Like, like, so I go to work and like, while I'm at work, he's watching him like for eight hours out the day. Right. Nine, because I got to, you know, travel to work. So like, he'll come home just doing some like shit that I'm like, where did you even learn that? And it's like, Oh, there i kind of want to say a name but now i'll chew um the so yeah i'm just saying like he's picking up certain characteristics that i'm not used to seeing him do not that they're terrible it's just again if i don't do something in my house and i'm seeing this you you know what i'm saying it's yeah it's it's just a clash and i kind of want us to get on the same page but it's hard because again i'm not that same person that you could talk over and manipulate or I just honestly part of me just don't want to listen to him like maybe there's a grudge so it's just a lot of things that got to be worked through because at the end of the day um it's about my son you know what I'm saying like his well-being and it's just me and his father I, I can honestly say we have things to put aside so the main highlight is Kingsley right exactly it's it's tough though yeah I can only imagine I feel like family counseling probably is the best for y'all um, would not recommend the baby mom thing. Like I, oof. yeah, I was gonna say, do you have issues with like the other baby mama? Like I hope you don't. <sighs> um, okay, so literally, this is like so a storybook. Yeah, like, it's, oh, yeah, okay. it's, it's, yeah, it's the ghetto. Um, so <laughs> there, my son is the third child, but he has four, so there's another. There's been clashes oh, in the oh, past, girl. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm not shunning it. My father also had. I'm the seventh child. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So it's just a, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. So, but no beef, like, oh, if I see her, it's on site. It's just, all right, we clashed five years ago to avoid that. Um, You know, I don't, you know, rock with y'all like that. That's it. Yeah. I mean, so it's yeah. awkward for yeah. sure. That's well, also I why when I date, I don't really like, I, tr- I, I'm currently dating someone with a child now. Okay. And it's uh, it's like it's 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 different. I'll say that. <laughs> Do you like I'm scorned. Torn wait, torn between what? Like not scorn. I'm like I'm scared. I mean, I said I'm mixed torn which wallet, but I'm scared oh, okay. to like go through the same things that I went through with my kid's father and it's like eh. But I'm trying. Yeah. How how long have you guys been dating, if you don't mind me asking? Since like November. Not it's okay. Has have you met his children? Um, I feel like if we weren't on quarantine, then probably by now. Okay. But, you know, uh, things happen in March. And, mm-hmm. But um, so far, that's been great. And that's completely different, like, man than, you know, what I'm used to. It, to the point my kid, like, knows his name. And so it, I feel like it'll gel nicely. It's just, yeah, the co-parenting and is, you know. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, when you are a parent already and you're dating, um, how soon is too soon to introduce your child to, like, your significant other? 
Like, is, is there a timeline or is it just, um, you just kind of know, you just have a, a feeling about the person. You can so I will say that um, I've been dating for a while. Um, and this is the first time I feel comfortable enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. since, so I'll say from 2017 to now, this is the first man that I've been with that I'm like, oh, all right, cool. And that's because he asked about Kingsley. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't other men, it was like, Oh, you got a son, cool. Like, and then that was pretty much it. Like, you got a babysitter. That was like the extent of the conversation about my son. So mm-hmm. this one, he's like, Oh, is he good? Y'all good? Y'all need something? Not that I think, and it, it just seems genuine. So as far okay. as time frame, um Yeah, I think I'm just comfortable. Mm-hmm. That's I good. Think I'm just um comfortable. It's been six months. I feel like whenever this is over. I wouldn't hesitate. Not saying I would force him like, hey, here's your stepdad. No, of course yeah. not. But <laughs> right. um, I will say I don't, I mean, of course, you, I can't say, tell anyone how to parent. I don't like when other, like when people do bring multiple dating partners around their kids. I don't yeah. agree with that. Because one, the kids get attached. Two, it's kind of like, I think it's, it's best to know if you're even comfortable with this person. Mm-hmm. Cause some people are like, well, I got to see if my kid likes them. And it's like, I hear you, but at the same time, like don't allow every, anyone in y'all space. Right. That's like, supposed to be sacred. So yeah. yeah. Protect your space, protect your energy for sure. I was going to say, um, hypothetically. So what happens So say you and the person you're with right now, like things are like, get serious. You guys get married. What would you do if like, you know, Kingsley, let's say he's 12 and Kingsley like has like such a, a huge disdain for his stepfather. How would you like, how do you handle that situation? And I mean, like, I wouldn't imagine that you would pick between your husband and your child, but like, that's gotta be tough. Like, and that's like real stuff. So I feel like if, if, if it's all right, if Kingsley is seven now meeting the person and that's five years, you know what I'm saying? When he's 12, he has an issue, then that's different. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like then, oh, well, sir, meaning Kingsley, because you've been around <laughs> for five years. I don't know what to tell you, but if let's say I have a child and he's already 12 meeting this person, um, I would want my son to give me a valid reason. Like, is he making you uncomfortable or do you just feel away because he's by your mom? Yeah. Because I, there's, I've, I know people who allow their kids to just let them cock block. And it's like, uh-uh, mom need a life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, right. So right. It, I think it varies. But, like, if it was a valid, like, no, he makes me uncomfortable. He's yelling and he's doing this and he's doing that to me. Then, yeah, I would have to reconsider. But at this point, shit. I think Kingsley, honestly, though, he likes that Um, if I'm talking, I guess he feels like if I'm talking to my boyfriend, I'm not annoying him. So oh. he's here for it. <laughs> he's he's like, oh, that's such and such. Okay, tell him I said hi. Like, he's he here for it. And also, me and him have had the conversation about me and his father. Like, he's not expecting that to happen. Yeah. Um, he doesn't ask for it. He knows that his father is doing his thing. And I'm like, he, for yeah. some reason, I feel like kids are very smart and they understand emotions. And I think mm-hmm. that he knew, like, Nah, they're just not happy together. So, mm-hmm. nah. So I, I'm I'm grateful that he's understanding because some you know some kids don't do well with the parents not being together. Right. With me and his that, father, we're not good together. So nah. Yeah, yeah. 
No, that's good. I um I also wanted to dive into, you know, what it's been like raising a black son, especially during this time. Like, you know, we've been seeing all this stuff on social media about Ahmad Arbery and like, you know, are you having conversations with your son about like racial profiling and police brutality? Like what is what does it really look like for you and Kingsley right now? Um, so yeah, obviously I don't show him videos. I honestly can't mm-hmm. really watch videos, but we do talk yeah, about it. I do try to explain to him, um, and he's darker than I am, so I try to explain to him the importance of his skin color and loving his mm-hmm. skin because at his school it's probably like five or six like black people, and that's like oh, wow. two or three darker black people. If we're being honest, like mm-hmm. it's not that many, and that matters because like you know that he has to love his skin. I don't want you to feel like you have to look like anyone else. So that's most importantly. Also, um, we talk about it. I try to explain to him as much as he, I can without like terrifying him because mm-hmm. it's already hard. I feel like, you know, growing up black and then a black boy, mm-hmm. like I don't want him to just be traumatized, especially where I live. I live in Patterson. Um, but I just try to, yeah, Patterson, New Jersey, it's like rough <laughs> and yeah. So I don't know. I just, I'm trying my best to make him aware for a seven-year-old, um, mm-hmm. but it's hard. I'm not going to lie. Cause it's like, you don't know the right things to say. Yeah. Like I could, like, I remember my mom, you listen to a cop. Cause honestly, she's very, um, she, she listens to authority. Again, she's from, she's older and she's from the South. So to her, mm-hmm. like police matters. And it's like, eh, hey, sis. <laughs> I, we d- definitely disagree. But uh-huh. um, I I don't know. I'm I, I'm gonna just say I. It's very heartbreaking that I even have to teach him these things. I know. Um, and also, white kids don't have to go through this. They don't like they can just be kids. Yeah. And, like my son is a tall. He's tall for his age. He's you know he's bigger for his age. He's dark. It's just I don't want him to be stressed out, feeling like he always has this target on his back. Not at seven, but it's like that's unfortunately the reality but um I'm just trying I don't I honestly don't even know the words to say because like I said I can't say listen to a cop or else and it's like of course respect people period but like as we see that that doesn't always work yeah like there's a target regardless so I just think that as time goes on I'll learn better tactics but it's like it's heartbreaking to even think that I have to like teach a seven-year-old tactics to survive like Mm -hmm. right (laughs) Like, what the hell? Because he like, I just want to play on my Switch. Like, what a girl, what you talking about? Uh-huh. So, yeah. No, but I mean, I'm glad you're having the conversation with him right now because, God forbid, you know, he steps outside and something happens and you're not around. And, and yeah. Just, I don't know if you saw know. that. Did you see? Well, it was a video on, on um, Twitter I saw and it was like a, maybe a nine-year-old and they were like punching this little boy out. Uh-uh, I didn't see that. Like, it was because he wasn't, he didn't have a mask, but he was trying to sell candy bars or something, and I don't know what, what to look like. nine-year-old? He was no older than 10. He was little. Like, he, my son, like I said, my son is pretty tall, so they were kind of the same age, and my heart was, like, breaking because what could, like, what harm could this child be doing? Oh, my God. That's, that's you know crazy. So it's like, but those are the realities, so as a mom, right. it's, it's very tough. I'll say that. Like, right. Yeah, so, I don't know. Yeah, no. I mean, you're doing the right thing. Like I said, having the conversation, and I know you're protecting him, so he's good. But 
it's just it's just crazy that this is the world that we got to live in and this is these are the conversations we have to have with our kids they're kind of like takes away childhood in a little bit not yeah completely but again they have to makes them have to mature a little faster mature a little bit you have to be like hard and yeah it's crazy it's really crazy yeah um so i know that you um have to go but the one of the uh, last questions i did want to ask you is you know what is the most rewarding thing about being a mom and what has been the most challenging thing about being a mom um the most rewarding um is raising this person to like seeing him develop. I know that mm-hmm. sounds like crazy, but honestly, seeing a little you because they they literally learn your traits and just I don't know. I think me truly seeing him develop has been like amazing to me. Um, yeah. obviously, I said that I didn't have the the straight connection from start, but like, and it didn't happen much later. It just wasn't instant. Mm-hmm. Um, just seeing little mannerisms, seeing that his traits like me, like his father, unfortunately, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Seeing that is, that keeps me going. Like that, that makes me excited to see what else he's going to turn into. He's really into like games and, um, coding. Like he's been doing basic things oh, like that. Yes. So, like, oh, yeah. Like seeing crazy. him find his little thing and be confident at it because I'm, I'm, yeah. because I, I wasn't like that. Um. Oh wait, real quick, back to that other question you asked, like what I'm trying to break with, you know, the generation. Oh, mm-hmm. that encouragement. My mom, yeah. my parents were mainly on survival. Like I got whatever I needed. Um, they coddled me as far as like academics and you know spoiled me in those ways. But I feel like, mm-hmm. um, I never really tapped into my creativity. I never really had that support. So like any little thing Kingsley say he want to do, I'm like on it. Like, Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like I'm. Class, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he was supposed to be going to like this coding camp, and it's so expensive. But I was like saving my money for this because, mm-hmm. like, I just want him. Like, if he eventually don't like it, cool. But at least I, I have it off my conscience that you know I did my part. Like, I he right. tried it, we did it. So, um, yeah. But yeah, just seeing him develop is to me the most rewarding. Like him, no, like, I don't know. That's my that's my homeboy. Like I, I love him. <laughs> Honestly, like I, I, I love raising this little person. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get on my nerves. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I feel like parents don't like to say that your kids <laughs> will definitely get on your nerves. But like, I don't know. It's, it's. I don't regret it. I'll say that. Like, I, mm-hmm. I'm happy. My mom talks some damn sense to me. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, I'm happy she did too, for sure. And what do you think is the most challenging thing? About being a mom. For also, you. that seeing him. Like, okay, it's, it's yeah. The same thing, like seeing, seeing those little mannerisms, and it's what we just spoke about as far as raising a black child in America. Like yeah. that, that's hard. But um, I don't know. I'm not gonna lie. Like I don't really have it. It's tough. It's a lot of work. Um, it's a lot of brain power you have to give another a child. But I don't, I'm not, I don't think there's anything like, oh, when do this shit again? Like, nah, Mm -hmm. Uh, there's nothing that hit me yet with that, even through all I've been through. So. Well, that's good. I mean, do you want more kids? I do. Okay. Now, when that's going to happen, I don't know. Because I don't (laughs) want them within the next year or two, but I also don't want them after 34. So it's like, I I don't know how to come with that. Not a small window, but it's not small. Be strategic. <laughs> I'll be thirty-one this year. Well, in like two months, 
And uh-huh. um, yeah, I don't see that happening within the next year or two. Okay. So um, we gonna figure it out. And I want like two more. So. Oh, you better get. <laughs> you better <figure> it <laughs> I used to be pregnant yesterday. Like. Right. Right. I was thinking the same thing. Like I want four kids, and I'm oh. pregnant, and I didn't want to have them at 35. So I'm like, all right, well. What are we doing? Where are we at? What's going on? So well, 35 might have to be the wave though. So <sighs> I know. Going. I know. I know. But yeah. Well, last question. Um, what was the inspiration behind uh, your son's name? Why Kingsley? And, you know, if it wasn't Kingsley, what was the secondary name that you would have named your child? So um, I have to give his father props for that. His, um, they called his grandfather, his father's father, mm-hmm. um, King. And then because we wanted something royal it was i don't know we was just like mm-hmm. deserved and all sorts of like you know the greek so um i don't know we we said caesar and i'm like do i really want my child <laughs> like i'm like that's cool but i don't know if that's for me uh-huh. um, and then we went with king but like, once he said king because that's what they call his father i'm like oh that's lit and then actually while i was in the hospital his niece came and was like, well, I don't know why y'all saying King. His, they actually called him King's Lee. And I'm mm. like, oh, that's fire. But his father yeah. was there like in the hospital at the time with me. So I just made that decision and told him. That's what it is. Because <laughs> I think it's dope. Like I don't really meet too many King's Lees. It's, yeah, you know, it seems, I love it. And his middle name is Jameson. So it's just the long guys. Wow, okay. With Jameson. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that that's pretty much it. If but the other one was Caesar, and I'm glad we didn't. Yeah, I didn't. It's not a bad name, but, but yeah, no. Kingsley's much better. <laughs> Kingsley fits them. <laughs> if there's like, if anyone goes on my page and see a picture, I feel like that it it fits. Uh huh. Absolutely. <laughs> oh well, Tasha, this was amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time out to chat with me today on Bonnet and Durex. Like, I I love this conversation, and thank you so much for being like really transparent and real about your situation. You know, we mm-hmm. always talk to people about, you know, motherhood and it always comes off as cookie cutter. Like, oh, I love this. I love yeah, that. Like yeah. you being really authentic and real, like speaks volumes. And I just know somebody's going to listen to this and it's going to resonate with them. So thank you for that. No problem. Can I say one more thing? Yeah, go ahead. With whoever is becoming a mom or a father, whoever, just make sure you have a life outside of your child. Mm-hmm. Not saying run the streets all day, every day. I don't care if it's going to get your nails done or walking around the supermarket. Just make sure you have some sort of time. I think that's what helped me like get through depression because right. I feel like once you become a helicopter mom and you know, the moms that if the child falls, they like pass out with the kid and they cry mm-hmm. together. You no, know? like moms like that, they usually are for real going through, um, like it study shows. I'm not even just saying this on my ass. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of those moms are really going through post postpartum and they feel like they have a super attachment to the child if you know like just try to maintain some sort of life outside of your child because your child needs to see that your child needs to see that you're still completing your goals your child needs to see that you're happy yeah kids need happy parents yeah so that's I I just need parents to like realize that right Um, of course be present of course be loving but yeah that to me that's important to let moms new moms especially know Mm-hmm. to live life and have fun. And I know you having fun because you're making these TikToks out here, oh, okay? Oh my. So. <laughs> my son is, like, tired of me. Like, a couple of he had to hold the camera. He like, girl, like, come on. 
It's so funny. I mean, even my sister is 21, but she just laughs at me because she's, oh, she's not 21, 22. She's just like, yo, how is this for my generation? But you are enjoying the mess. Out no, of I it. love so it. Like, I love TikTok. It brings, it's fun. It brings me peace. Like, it's a good time. So yeah. They definitely need to make a like 25 and older crowd though. Like, they do. They do. I'd be seeing the kids. And I'm like, okay, do not relate. Right. <laughs> this ain't it. So thank uh-huh. you. Thank you so much for having me. For real. Of course. Yeah. Well, before we go, just drop your socials so people can make sure that they follow you and keep up with you. Okay. So I'm everywhere at Tasha Talks underscore a lot. So T-A-S-H-A Talks a lot. I, I forgot how to spell all of that just now. <laughs> um, and my podcast, I, I don't know when I'm dropping, but I'm trying to be more frequent and yeah. Oh, I'm also, um, as far as what I say with mental health, I have a mental health program, um, that I'm trying to implement with like schools and stuff to oh, like for preventive measures. So yeah, uh, Tasha be busy. Yeah, <laughs> so right. Updates, just follow me there. And if a mom or dad or whoever wants to talk about, parenting and their depression obviously i'm not a therapist or anything but like i I, i'll listen to you um and try my best to give like my tips on what helps me yeah that shit was rough right sometimes people just need an ear all right cool this is amazing and i hope that you have an amazing mother's day this weekend thank you um so yeah we'll talk (laughs) yeah i'll talk to you soon girl bye all right bye Hi, China. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, happy Mother's Day, by the way. Thank you. First it's, Mother's Day. It's weird that people are saying Happy Mother's Day to me because I'm normally the one saying that to everybody else. Right. You know, my friends, my family. And I was like, uh, thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it probably still feels new and surreal right now. It huh? feels so surreal still. Yeah. I also saw that you um, had a gender reveal over the weekend, too. I did. So initially, coming up to being pregnant as a woman, like, I always wanted to have a big, a big shebang, you know, with Mm -hmm. everything going on right now with COVID-19, that Mm kind of put a damper on literally everything I had planned. Yeah. So, you know, my birthday is just passed also, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, happy belated. Thank you. So my mm-hmm. gender reveal we did on Saturday. So mm-hmm. that was a little excitement for me for the weekend because honestly, one, we're social distancing. Mm-hmm. Two, I'm pregnant. And this is my first birthday in the house since I was 17. Oh my God. <laughs> and, my, and my first sober birthday in a long time. Oh my God. <laughs> so that was my excitement for the weekend. Uh-huh. Oh, that's good. I know you probably are excited to have a girl. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I was honestly, with everything going on in the medical field situations, I honestly mm-hmm. wanted a healthy baby, regardless. But regardless of the gender, yeah. Who doesn't want a little them? Right. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I'm just like super, 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 super excited still. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So before we get into it, I just want you to like introduce yourself um, to the people, tell them who you are, what you've got going on, just share a little bit about yourself. So my name is China Walters, mm-hmm. upstate New York. Yeah, Albany. <laughs> You're not here anymore. I'm here. I'm here right now. You're here right now. Yeah, I'm at my oh, parents' house. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. I came back um, okay, from Brooklyn. Really, okay. For a little bit, uh huh. Okay, so I am. I just turned 28, which is weird. I just turned uh-huh. 28, so it's my <laughs> first week of being 28. I'm mm-hmm. a realtor. I actually mm-hmm. just also switched companies. I'm with EXP Realty. Okay. So it's like a virtual. It's super, super new. 
it's a big learning curve for me right now. Well, you know, I have a lot of downtime right now in the house. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm with a new company. I'm also pregnant and also dealing with the guidelines for COVID-19. So being a realtor and being in connection with people is kind of a fear of mine right now. Yeah. Being pregnant it's kind of different, you know, instead of risking my health versus making the bag. <laughs> you right. know, it's, it's a lot right now, but I'm still... Yeah following the guidelines and I'm showing some houses. So I'm working with some clients mm-hmm. and rebranding my business. Mm-hmm. So Wait, so you're doing house visits or like um, viewings in person? So a lot of them are virtual. So it's okay. kind of like I'll go do a video. Okay, by yourself. And then, and then, you, oh, and then okay. there's another way you can do it. Also, you can, there's disclosures you have to sign and a bunch of jargon that you got to understand or explain to your clients about what's going on as far as not you know, all the symptoms, you're not being sick, mm-hmm. um, wearing your gloves, wearing your mask, mm-hmm. staying six feet away, wiping down surfaces. So there's certain buyer clients that I've been working with for a while that are close, like family or friends of the family that I'll let them in. They take a look around because in all actuality, that's a big investment. Yeah. You know, that's the biggest investment some people make for their whole life. So right. Not see an inch of the house in person. That's a big deal. Right. I know that because that honestly can make or break it. I know even just from apartment hunting, things look all pretty and cute online. You get there. It's a completely different experience. Like this is one hell of a time to be committing to something, you know, it, it is hard to commit to something. So I find mm-hmm. that even with the strenuous changes in real estate and the bank systems, the qualifications for mortgages, Things are changing. So I, yeah. I, have, I have people, I know people personally that aren't able to finance a house any, anymore right now. Yeah. You know, they're not eligible, the, the requirements. So yeah. it's a hard time. It is a hard time. Um, I, I hate to hear that. Wow. You know, and everybody's having a hard time right now. Just, you know, not just obviously me and you, you know, mm-hmm. but, you know, so I'm a realtor. That's, that's my main focus right now. I also, so pre-COVID, right before everything shut down, mm-hmm. I also was a cocktail server at Rivers. Oh, you know? I didn't know that. Day oh, one, no. I was a day oneer. So I've been at, oh, wow. yeah, I've been at Rivers cocktail serving since they opened up in 2017. Mm-hmm. I haven't been there yet. I heard it's really nice though. It is nice for upstate New York. You know, we don't yeah. have, and, and <laughs> we don't I, have a lot. <laughs> if I didn't work there, I'd probably be there at the re- regular every weekend. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but I waitress there. So, you know, that was my first waitressing job. Mm-hmm. And it was different. We wear little racy outfits, little shorts, <laughs> mm-hmm. low-cut tops. So it's like fake hooters. <laughs> fake hooters. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Except for the people of color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I was like Hooters down south, <laughs> right? Atlanta, Georgia style. Uh huh. <laughs> um, so I was, I think maybe when I got hired, I was like one of the first black girls. Mm. Um, now because a couple of us, but you know, walking around in those little shorts and top tops was different because I was in a relationship. Yeah. So it was kind of like, but the money kind of not to kinda say money made that. it, but. It was just, it was my first waitressing job, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. So I was like, okay, this is different. This is fun. This is, you know, you run into different things. So between waitressing and real estate, I was doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. But um, now that I'm expecting, um, I wasn't, sh- I'm just now showing a little bit. So mm-hmm. when I was still there, we closed on in March. I, my summer was still, it was still flat. You couldn't even tell 
Really? And how far along were you then? So I'm now, this maybe like I'm 18 weeks today, I think. 18 weeks okay. today, today. So uh-huh. I was still like, what, 12, 13 weeks. 12, 13 weeks then. So still over two months, but mm-hmm. you, you couldn't tell. Yeah. You know, you couldn't tell. So just juggling waitressing and real estate, that's what I was doing at the moment. So right now, COVID is, you know, everything's closed. Things are different. Mm-hmm. And, you know, things are going to be different way after. Right. We don't know what the world's going to look like. Right. But, um, so that's what I do for that, that purpose. But as far as real estate goes, um, investing, I got into real estate to become an investor. Oh, okay. To create, you know, that residual income coming in. Yeah. Right. That's something I definitely want to get into. Yeah. Right. So that was my whole thing with getting into real estate. Cause I'm like, you know, I was in college and I'm like, what am I doing? Taking these credits. I'm just switching my majors. I'm like, mm-hmm. what can I just, what what degree can I get for the credits that I have? But like, yeah, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. Uh-huh. But then I got my license in real estate. Um, it's, it's intriguing. There's a lot to learn, a lot to learn. And then on the investor side, I also have investor clients. Yeah. I also learn a lot from them and then the contractors and just every step of the way. Yeah, always something to learn, and I and I love that. I love to be able to even work with my first time home buyers. I love work with mm. home buyers because I feel like I can educate them and mm-hmm. give them something. Now you know the knowledge of buying a house is it's it's amazing, especially when that's one of your goals. That's not, right. everybody, that's not everybody's goal, right? But you know, it's definitely one of mine. Yeah, and yeah. Like being, being here, like in the house with my mom, me and her watch a lot of HGTV, uh, and I love. Um, I think what is it? It's some show where I think they go in, and they have to like choose a house in like seventy two hours. I forgot what it's called. I think it's like House in a Hurry, something. House but in it's a hurry, and I wish it was that easy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. My but show no, is. Flip or flop. I love. Yes, I love that one. <laughs> I love looking at flips because that's my next project, the next task. So I want to flip a house. Yeah. For the babe. Right. I gotta exactly. Get this bag for the babe. So right. That's my. Oh next my gosh. Goal. That's my yeah. Next goal. So tell me, like, what was your gut reaction like when you first found out that you were going to be a mom? Ah. Uh, so honestly, I was. I had just got back from the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. I we had went on a cruise. Me and my man, my best friend was there too. All her family was her godmother's um 50th birthday. Mm-hmm. So there was like 50 plus of us on a cruise. We had a good time. February. Literally, we got back from the cruise and everything oh, shut and down. COVID. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh. I was so, so, so happy that I was able to go on my last vacation for a while. Right. And the fact that you were on a cruise too. And that, uh, I think there was some, some cruise, I think it was coming from Japan to Oakland. They were at sea for like three weeks. There was cruise Like ships. imagine. Oh my God. Up at sea. People were dying. Rest in peace. They were sick. Yeah. They were quarantined in their bedrooms. I feel so blessed. My family were, yeah. they were so happy that we're, we, everybody got back safe and healthy. Right. And we didn't think nothing of it. We were just traveling, cruising. I'm eating at the buffet. I'm just mm-hmm. on the beach, just doing my thing. Right. Life as we know it will never be the same. And it like, sucks. Honestly, traveling is my thing. Yeah, I know you be everywhere. Traveling is <laughs> I, my thing. Uh huh. So the real goal before I even got pregnant, like I'm 20. I just turned 28. So I always said I'll be 28. I'll be married with kids. I'm not married yet, but mm-hmm. I'll be 28. I'll be 
whatever, whatever. I just knew I would have kids by them. And then when it hit me, I'm like, shit, I'm mm-hmm. good. Right. Things are Time different. Up on you. Right. Right. I'm just, first of all, I'm like, life's about to change. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. I just think about like little things. I don't, I'm not a super, super partier when it's mm-hmm. time. I'm out there when it's time, but I love to travel. I love seeing the world. I love trying different food, you know, meeting different mm-hmm. people. The, the warm air that you get in other countries that we don't have here. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know, so I had just had the last vacation. I found I was pregnant. I was about eight weeks. Oh, wow. So it was two months and I'm like. My man was out of town at the time. <laughs> so, <laughs> mind you, I was working out four times a week, drinking my gallon, maybe under my gallon of water, not even mm-hmm. carb count, because even when I'm when I'm eating healthy, I don't really carb count. I don't really, that doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. I'm a foodie. So mm-hmm. I still I'm not super, super on it with my diet, but I was working out, eating healthy, just on it, drinking my water, drinking my teas. Yeah. And Trying to, I'm like, I need to be, I always, honestly, I always want to be a certain way before I got pregnant. Cause I'm like, I hear these stories. I gained 80 pounds and I'm, I know I was getting towards that age where I know sooner than later, I'll be having a baby soon. So let's mm-hmm. be in the best shape. So I have the best chance to bounce back. Even though people don't want to talk about the bounce back and snapping back. That is a thought in people's head. Right. Like you don't want to look so unrecognizable when you look in the mirror, which I know. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. So I'm I trying to talk about it because I just try to be positive. <laughs> you literally, to me, you look like you're just all belly, honestly. Oh, my <laughs> like, gosh. I hope so I feel like is. you will be fine after the baby pops out. You'll be good. You snap that game is strong. So, <laughs> yeah. So literally, I found out. I called him. I think I FaceTimed him. <laughs> uh-huh. And I was like, with the pregnancy test, and he was like, <laughs> he was like, what? Because pre- oh previously, God. previous to that, I took a test maybe like a week before, but I think because I was drinking so much water, mm-hmm. like every day, I would go to work. I work a couple hours of shifts, whatever my shifts were. I go to work, I would drink my water, like on point, my bottle would be. So I think that diluted it and it didn't read. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, it's not. All right, keep on coming home and drinking your wine because wine whatever right because you wasn't you weren't even thinking about it i wasn't even worried about it and then i'm like let me take another one positive let me take another one positive let me take another one positive i think like three or four tests and they're all positive oh my goodness oh my doctor i got in there the next week and we went and then it's kind of awkward because it was still it was covid just Mm. was like starting so the doctors were just now oh my phone's ringing My dad's calling me. Um, it'll just so everything was just starting with the COVID. So mm-hmm. doctors are still not as weary, but they they don't they weren't wearing masks. Obviously, they're not wearing masks and doctors. Yeah. So, but we were still touching stuff. It wasn't so wash your hands crazily, crazy, crazy, crazy. So we're in. A, you know, they tell us you are pregnant, and then they go, they look at you like congratulations or are you happy you're like yeah oh, that's you know? true because you never know how someone's going to take it if never they're excited know about it or how they feel yeah oh that's i didn't even think about that you know but Aww. the truth is you know it's reality so like yeah. congratulations and we're like it's it's another weird thing to hear people say yeah. that it's not me being pregnant because it's always someone else it's always a friend right. or a cousin or but it's me <laughs> right do you feel like you were prepared for it um 
Mentally, no. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> Physically, uh, I mean, I was in shape. I mean, I'm a healthy person overall. So, I mean, childbirth is another thing, girl. I'm not even mm-hmm. going to go there, but that's another thing. I'm, I'm super, super on the... I'm up at night sometimes. So I'm just reading blogs. I'm joining all these mm-hmm. mommy groups. I'm in these Facebook yep. mommy groups. I'm getting emails. I have all these apps. I have all these books. <laughs> so <laughs> I did a lot of research. So mentally, yeah. it's a lot, I think, because I'm, it's me and him been together for 12 years. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. High school sweethearts. Right. So it's a lot. It's, I'm so used to being us. Yeah. Looking for us. Us. Me and you. Me and you. So mm-hmm. now it's like, baby. Right, incorporating all other humans into this, yeah. Right. And do you two do you two live together or do you have to like you we know? We live kind together. Of get- yeah, we've been living oh, together okay, for a while. So we live together. So even that, it's being in the house. He could be playing the game or even doing watching his podcast, and I could be in my room doing some real estate and it's just chill. Uh-huh. So just soon it's gonna be a little bassinet sitting right here. Aww. So it's a lot. A lot yeah. to take in. Definitely a lifestyle change. I think a lot of people just not saying whatever your choice is, but people get pregnant like and just like don't think about everything that comes with it. Worse mm-hmm. the financials. Mm-hmm. Um, what hospital do you want to deliver at? Care, breastfeeding, bottle feeding, formula, everything. So it's, right. it's I'm an adult, so I'm making different choices than I probably would if I was younger. Right. So, you know, you just want to make the best choices for somebody else's life. Exactly. So how has pregnancy been for you? So my first trimester, so my second trimester, my first trimester, so from when I found out till about 15 weeks, from like 8 to 15 weeks, I was sick. Oh my God. Sick. I never threw up. Mm. I just picture a hangover stomach every day. Oh my God. Uh -uh. Every day. Every day. And you can't do anything to get rid of it. Lord. Can't do anything. Can't take anything. Nothing mm-hmm. helps. So I have a hangover stomach throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't, I, I couldn't really eat meat. Like the smell of meat, even cooking it, it just disgusted me. Mm. Like I love me some oxtails and even like baked chicken. Like I didn't even want to, I couldn't even be bothered. The smell of it, the thought of it, I just want to throw up. Um, so I was nauseous basically all day, mm-hmm. all day, every day, all day, every day, water, everything. And I was tired. So we could mm-hmm. be in the car and, and we could be talking. And then all of a sudden I'm just nodding Sleep. off. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, are you sleeping? Or I could be in the house and he'll probably come in. I hear him tiptoeing. Uh-huh. I'll just be half falling asleep. I'm just so, so tired. I'm like, this yeah. is ridiculous. And I'm oh, like, is something wrong with me? Because this is great. This is crazy. Yeah. Crazy. So oh I think that's the life out of you. Sucking the life. I'm like, this has to be a girl. So I'm like, whatever. That's so how I do research. <laughs> oh, you had an inclination that so it was. I'm a like, girl. do I do let me they say symptoms, you have sugary cravings. Um, I crave fruit. That's all I really I didn't have oh no pickles and cottage cheese, none of that nest, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's your decision that's your craving so just fruit all i really want is fruit and then i'm a foodie so my normal dishes that i normally would like to make or like try new recipes but just fruit but it's just more so nauseous and sleepy in my first trimester so now my back starting to hurt my pelvis area starting to hurt and i'm like 
Oh, this no. again, is this normal? This is crazy. Yeah. yeah. So I do a lot of stretching. I stretch like, so me coming from working out during the week. Now it's like, I'm so tired. My energy is snapped, but I just get up. I stretch in the morning. I do some um, prenatal yoga. I find like some videos on YouTube. Oh, okay. You know, because I can't yeah. do the, you know, the things I normally wanted to do, which is like mommy and me yoga classes with other yeah. women that are pregnant. So I do a lot of yoga and I'm feeling better. Just my back. It just feels like some situation back there. Yeah. Do you feel like you have a, a strong support system throughout your pregnancy? Oh my gosh. I have a very, 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 very strong support system. Oh, that's good. He himself has been amazing. Your partner, um, right? He, yes, he is amazing. He is just ecstatic. And yeah, how he feels about it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he is ecstatic. And we're, we're at the stage right now. We're picking out names. Oh my God. So it's like, <laughs> he's a J, Justin. So he's uh-huh. like, hmm, it's a girl. You got your girl. So let me, I think he's like, let me just take over real quick. You know? <laughs> Not you got your girl. <laughs> I got my girl. We got our girl coming. Um, uh-huh. So we're at the stage where like names and things like that. So it's interesting because now it's like we got to make decisions together. Yeah. It's not all about him. It's not all about me. We got to pick the best choice for them. Right. He's amazing. Um, my mother, my mother-in-law, his mother, they're super ecstatic. Our, our grandmothers, super, mm-hmm. super, super, super ecstatic. Siblings, my sister-in-law. Uh, we're on the baby shower planning tip right now. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. So how are you going to do that during COVID? It's, it has to probably be like a Zoom um, So shower. I'm, just, I'm just hoping. I'm doing October. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that this is subsided. I'm, I'm being positive. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping by, by October. I mean, things are cities are opening opening up. Yeah, that's true. New York, yeah. is, we live in New York. Not, mm-hmm. you know, you're in New York City. You know, that's where your home base is at right now, but you're here. But mm-hmm. The cases in New York City are, are, how was it when you left? It was starting to get really crazy. It's it's yeah. crazy down there, and it's it's, yeah. it's not, not that good up here either. Yeah, um, I mean it's, it's a lot better up here than it is down it's there. It's a lot but, better up here, and then yeah. also there's according to the news, it changes every day. Right, but they have they say they're getting under control, but then there's new cases, but there's less in the ICU, mm-hmm. so it's kind of like you just play by ear. So yeah, I feel like. Like we won't like upstate won't open until well capital region probably won't open until like July. I'm feeling That's super that. July. That's how I'm feeling. Yeah. I'm feeling mm-hmm. July. So with that being said, I'm just hoping by August, late August, early September, I can do like a backyard mm-hmm. barbecue, family, close friends. Yeah. Still, something small. You know, something small. Um, I'm really not into the virtual baby showers. I'm that's mm-hmm. not hitting me like in a in a way. Yeah, I don't blame you. I wouldn't either. Like I saw somebody tweet the other day that they attended a virtual wedding. Like I wouldn't. Uh, uh-uh. I'm sorry. Well, let's go to the courthouse and we'll call in. Like, <laughs> right? But I we'll get, do a get it. <laughs> Commercials now. They're they're saying, "Come get your virtual wedding." I'm just like, Mm-mm. <laughs> no. But I get if you want, you're ready. You're ready. Yeah, and the courthouses—they're not even open. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I would just postpone it. Yeah, I would too. Um, but I'm just hoping by late August, early September, I can do something. Um, I actually got presents at my gender reveal. Oh, really? I got a, like wipes and like little car mirrors and photo albums, and it was just mm-hmm. cute. 
gender neutral stuff because uh-huh. nobody knew. Nobody knew I was like, I have stuff for the baby. This is yeah. weird. It's sitting in my house like, this is different. It's, I uh-huh. love presents. So <laughs> for them, you know. So I'm hoping my shower can happen. I just have a dream, dream that I always wanted to carry out. So I'm hoping that happens. And my, my best friend, she has been amazing too. So supportive. Mm-hmm. Just even all my friends just calling me and just texting me, Good morning, how are you feeling today? Or how's mm-hmm. the babe? How's the little babe? Um sending me names, suggestions. Aww. All my friends are super supportive. Um, my best friend, she had a little set like a little surprise set up for me afterwards, my gender reveal. But I mean, super, super supportive. It's just a few of his friends just recently had babies too. So it's like he's hearing things from them and it's like that's yeah. what I'm about to go through. Uh-huh. Oh, that's cute. And then your baby will have little play cousins too. So. Little play <laughs> This is like the next generation for these Disneyland trips that's gonna eventually right. eventually happen again. I know. So so yeah, one question I had was um, you know, what is a generational habit generational habit that you'd like to break or like you have already broken or like you're in the process of breaking? So like for example Say there's something that like your parents did um, when you were younger and you were like, I absolutely do not want to raise my child this way. I don't want to talk to them this way. I don't want to treat them this way. Is there something that you're like? So I want to model a respective tone to my kids. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel like Mm -hmm. talking to your kids is a big thing. Um, Granted, if you have to reprimand them, that's another thing too. But just Mm -hmm. the yelling, um, you got to watch what you say. Because there's things that elders in my life said to me, even as a child, I could have been 12 years old. I don't forget. It's like, mm-hmm. that was kind of harsh. Right. That was kind of harsh. Like, you have to build your child up. And I was I was raised great. I, I turned out pretty good, I think. Uh, you know, for the mm-hmm. most part, nobody's perfect. Nobody's parents are perfect. And, you yeah. know, how my parents grow, how our parents in their age group, it's like they were raised differently and things are different now. So I just, I want to, I want to raise them. But thing, also things shape you to be the way you are. I'm still a great person. It's just things I want to, behaviors, I don't also want my kids to see. You know, kids see things before they're supposed mm-hmm. to sometimes, I feel like. Right. And even in the financials, like, I, me and, me and him, my man, we taught ourselves credit, our credit. We fixed our mm-hmm. credit. Um. So my kid is going to have some good credit when they hit 18. Right. They're going to be like, booming. Right. You know, and I want to have assets for them in their name. And where he's on the stock tip, you know, I'm watching, actually I'm watching, um, I'm on a zoom. It's on YouTube right now. It's pause. It's called market Mondays. Mm-hmm. Um, we watch a lot of, um, YouTube. So he's big on the, big on the investing, big on the <clears throat> stock market thing, especially right now. So I'm le- tuning in with him. I'm learning. So we want to get a portfolio. We're on the verge of starting a portfolio for the baby. Oh, you know, just, just wow. different things. Cause you know, even when my, if, when I was born in 92, I was born in 92. Mm-hmm. If my parents would have did this for me back then. I'll be set. Right, we be rich. I, like I feel rich. like our gen- like our generation is really setting the foundation for our children and their children's children. You know, just because we're just so much. I don't want to say we're wiser, but we're just we're just more so we're so much more resourceful, knowledgeable. We're willing. We have more of a thirst for knowledge and drive and passion because I don't know about your parents, but like my parents are very like go to school, get your degree, get you a nice state job, make your money, build a home, have a family. The end. And it's life is more than that, you know? 
So I feel like we're doing uh, our our children a service for sure. For sure, definitely. We're more woke. Mm-hmm. And I think the media plays a role in that. Just things that we see that they, they didn't see it that wasn't out there. Right. Things are more broad and open than they were. Exactly. And then there's also people that are out there that are trying to set the tone for financial right. freedom. You know, mm-hmm. the, what do you want to call it? You know, the systems are different, you know? Mm-hmm. So now I just see things differently. You know, retiring and working for the state, I mean, that's what everybody wants you to do. Right. You know, I don't so much see myself doing that. I feel there's yeah. so much yeah. more. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be a grade, whatever they are. I was, I work for the state. I used to work for the liquor authority. Mm. I was 10 at the time. And I'm like, every day doing the same thing. After a while, it started getting to me. And I'm like, yeah, I could go in the office at eight o'clock. I would go in there and do the same thing. I would go in there and make my oatmeal in the microwave. <laughs> my woman <laughs> would go to my desk and the same lady would come by. Good morning, China. How are you? Good. How are you? We have seven hours, 56 minutes. And I'm like, Mm. you've been here a long time and you got about 15 years left to go. Right. You know, and, and in real estate, there's so much room for growth. Mm-hmm. What somebody makes in a year, you can make really in a month. Oh, wow. You know, okay. just if you're an investor, mm-hmm. if you're investing, yeah. you know, if you're an investor and you're flipping houses and you have rental portfolios and you have, you know, you have their rental income coming in. And even with the COVID situation, people are just like, I'm not investing anymore. My tenant or tenants aren't, people aren't have job, but there's also low income. There's section eight rentals. Right. That rent is getting paid. Right. That rent is getting paid, you know? Um, so it's kind of like real estate you can make. It's like your numbers are li- aren't, aren't limited. You mm-hmm. go to a job, you work your eight hours, you may get a raise every so often, but you're limited. Mm-hmm. You're on somebody else's time, real estate. You get these properties, you can, you can flip these properties, you can rent these properties, buy and hold for the long term, pass some properties on to your family. And it's just such a different lifestyle. I'm not, you know, not where I want to be, but I'm working towards having that, you know? Yeah. So I can raise sure. my family and we can take these vacations and be working for, I'm in the beach. Like when I go on vacation, my laptop comes with me. Right. I'll be writing an offer on the beach or mm-hmm. communicating with so-and-so or the attorney or, you know? So mm-hmm. and you have the the flexibility and the luxury to do that. The flexibility, you know, it's it's a hard thing to do. Like getting started, as far as people always ask, how do you fund it? Or first thing you got to do, you got to get that credit right. Mm-hmm. You got to teach yourself. You got to have the knowledge, you know. So that credit right. has to get together. Right. So, and that's a lot in our in our community. People don't have until now. I see a lot of people like reaching out to me. How do I? I want to buy a house. What do I got to do? And it's it, it starts with credit. You know, it starts mm-hmm. with your credit. So I feel like even our even our people our age right now are realizing like, I gotta fix my credit. Mm-hmm. I gotta start maxing credit cards out, or I yeah. gotta get a credit card, right? You to know? build credit, mm-hmm. to build it. So I want to definitely teach my child the financials that I taught myself, and we've learned together as a couple because we like mm-hmm. we build each other. We build on him. He teaches me a lot. I teach him, and it's kind of like it's not hard. You know, people ask me how you guys been together since twelve years. I'm like, it's not forced. Mm-hmm. How long your parents been married? 30 years this year. You know, it's not forced. Mm-hmm. It, just, it just works. Right. And that's how you want in a partner and even a business relationship. You want it to just work. You don't want it to be forced. You don't want it to be a problem. Right. So, yeah, I want to teach my kids how to create meaningful relationships. You know, I feel like a lot of people, older people don't keep their friends. Yeah. You know, like they're, they're like, wow. you know, a lot of older people don't have their friends. They're like lonely and just living through other people. But mm-hmm. I have been friends with most of my main friends since high school. 
mm-hmm. and a couple since elementary. So, mm-hmm. and I mean, making new friends, we're not in school anymore. So where do you meet people? Work. Yeah. And I, yeah. you know, even at the casino, I love my coworkers that I met there. Like I'll be friends with them for, I'm sure, like some of them, you know? So it's like mm-hmm. meeting people is hard. So when you meet, you gotta, you gotta, you nur- you gotta nurture your relationships, just like your business, just like your body, you know, you have to do that. So I feel like I want to teach them, not that you need friends. Hopefully I have a couple more, they have a couple siblings to be best friends with for life, but you know, not that you need friends, but that you need to create meaningful relationships because it's not always what you know is who you know also. Exactly. You know? Right. Everything that you do. So, that is such good advice. Yeah. Yeah. So before we wrap up, um, I wanted to ask, what do you think is the most challenging aspect of being pregnant? And what do you think the most challenging aspect of being a mom will be? And then um, in the contrary to that, what's rewarding about those two things? Um, the most challenging of being pregnant, I would say, is the worry that I have just I want to eat so good to nourish them. You know, I want mm-hmm. them to be healthy because, I mean, you're obviously not drinking anymore. If you smoke, you're not smoking anymore. You want to stay active. And with the COVID, that kind of shook me, like being not being outside, but just being the gym's closed. That was my place. So now I got to mm-hmm. switch up my routine, you know? So just being healthy and just doing the right things or even like when I walk down the stairs, I'm like, let me be careful. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. let me be careful. Um, so as far as that, just it's just giving them the right nutrients that I think they need. You know, myself is one thing, but them, you know, I want them to be healthy and strong and come out like, yeah, mom, you did that. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> so during pregnancy, it's just, it's just not even such a difficult thing, but it's just like a worrisome thing. Like, am I doing enough? Am I drinking enough water? What ingredients are in this? Because, you know, I, I eat organic for the most part. Um, I actually wanted a juicer for my birthday and the stores were done. Mm-hmm. I think Mother's Day is so close that they're oh, all yeah, gone. So I'm on Amazon looking for a juicer. I bought a bunch of kale, apples, pineapples, and I go to the store today and there's nothing. Okay. So just like just just making sure that they're they're nourished and they're getting everything they yeah. need to grow. Yeah. Um, you said becoming a mom? Uh, like, what do you think is the most challenge? Will be the most challenging thing? Um, I think, I think it'll be like my time management. Okay. Um, just creating a routine totally different than I'm used to. Mm-hmm. Um, I hear about the whole sleeping, not sleeping. That yeah. and like Ooh. in the back of my head is like, girl, we gotta figure, uh-huh. and then we gotta figure it out. We gotta figure out how to be parents. Um, it'll be something new for us. So, me and him, our relationship after kids. Mm-hmm. Being a new mom, and I'm I want to breastfeed, breastfeeding, and eating, and doing my my normal things in a household, right. and then getting back to work, busy like just my task and my everyday life, getting back to my new normal, whatever it's gonna be. I think that's gonna be different, but I guess it comes with the days. Yeah, you know, no, like, like anything new you learn, you got to get used to it. Right, and then on the contrary to that, um, what's been the most rewarding thing about being pregnant, and what do you think will be the most rewarding thing when you become a mom? Being pregnant, uh, when I go get my ultrasounds, I don't even cry, but I want to cry. Cause I'm like, look at that baby. When I tell you my first ultrasound, I was eight weeks in a couple a couple of days. That baby, this baby, her, she, mm-hmm. I'm not even lying. They literally put their little hand and waved. I Aww. swear, it was so weird. Did you get that on video? No, because it was like our first Aww. one, and I'm just like, Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. and the doctor was even like, he maybe was like 50s. He was like, "This is my only my second time seeing that happen." 
Oh my god! It was that was when it first got, I guess, a little movement in their elbow. It was so yeah. scary, though. Yeah. So I think seeing the ultrasound, hearing the heartbeat. Actually, I got this. If you can hear it, let's see. Can you hear it? Oh yeah! I got this little teddy bear. Um, it's um the heartbeat, the baby's heartbeat. So I got That's it from a, so a place beautiful. called Baby Debut. So they actually uh-huh. gave me my gender because my appointment, their their scheduling is different with the COVID. So everything's okay. pushed back. So I'm getting my normal um ultrasounds, but appointments are telemedicine, which is like mm. right, most right now is how I talk to my doctor. Mm-hmm. Oh, like on on yeah on video face, chat. On video chat. Wow. Yeah, it's weird, but the most rewarding thing is definitely seeing their their move around inside of me. It's like this is so cool, and just uh-huh. hearing their little heartbeat pumping so healthy. Like you're doing something right. They're good. They're happy. <laughs> I love that. So happy. And mm-hmm. then becoming a mom. That's mm-hmm. what we next. Becoming a mom. Yeah. The most rewarding thing you said. Yep, rewarding thing. Um, if maybe if it's not just becoming a mom, like what do you think will be most rewarding during your motherhood? I think just seeing them grow and to like be amazing little a little person. Um, just even like doing things that I teach them. Like my mother, she um will call me like, Hey, how do I work my iPad or whatever, right? And I'm like, Mom, mm-hmm. come on. Mom, <laughs> like, seriously, I taught you how to hold a spoon. And I'm like, you're right. You taught me how to hold a spoon and the little things, you know? Uh-huh. So I am super excited to teach them things. Because, um, you know, like, you know, growing up, you need to learn, even us as people of color, we got to teach our kids different things than we learn in the school system versus to be right. everything that we don't learn. You know, everything we learn as adults or you learn later, you know, it's a little bit delayed. We have to teach our kids more at home. They go to school and teach them something different when they come home. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just gonna be a lot of like I want to be super hands on, so just teaching them little things from when they from when they first come out, you know, or when they first start developing more. I want to be super involved and in teaching them and just knowing the history and certain things I want them to do. So I think just watching them to grow to be who I shaped them to be, as to my best abilities, will be super super rewarding. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and then one last little wrap up question is, what ideas for baby, for baby names do you guys have? Ah, so I love Melody. Melody? Oh, that's pretty, yeah. He doesn't care for it. <laughs> <laughs> I, Why? I, I love Melody. Um, I haven't honestly thought about it because we, we literally just found out Saturday. So oh, I'm like, yeah. I think once we figure out what the sex of the baby is, we'll be more inclined to be uh, be better up with picking out baby names. Mm-hmm. Um, He likes, he wants a J name. Of course. So he's like, I like... I like Jaylene. He's just saying all these. He's on Google, mind you. Uh-huh. He's on Google <laughs> going through the name in the J. He's in the J section. And I'm like, okay, well, let's just let's just ponder on it. Let's figure it out. We got to figure out what. And we'll just, he'll go like, say, say Melody. I'll go, Melody. Like, we'll call it out in the house. Like, <laughs> uh-huh. oh, just to see how it sounds. Just to see how it sounds like, Melody. Hey, come here, Melody. <laughs> That's so cute. I really like that and one. And he calls it out. And we'll be like, hmm, that don't sound right. Or, okay. you know, <laughs> you gotta think about it. They're going to carry that for their life. Right. A middle name. So my middle name is Elizabeth, which is also my grandmother's middle name. So I'm thinking about pushing that down to my daughter. Okay. So it'll be like the third, you know, Elizabeth. So I'm thinking mm-hmm. about it. But um, it's up in the air. I'm hoping to secure something, not even this week, but soon. There's not a yeah. time stamp on it, but I just want to, I want to call her something. When I talk to right. her in there, like, hey, what are you doing in there? 
uh-huh. hey, whatever, you know, your name is. <laughs> so she can hear it. <laughs> so. I love that. Aww. Well, thank you so much, China, for taking the time out to chat with me. Like, this is amazing. I'm so excited for you. Thank you. Blessings to you and Justin and the rest of your family. Like, I know that you guys are going to be an amazing support for your baby. Thank baby you. Melody. Is that- <laughs> et cetera, et cetera, right? <laughs> thank yeah. you. Yeah, no problem. Um, So if there's anything that you wanted to, like, kind of shout out, like last minute, if you want to shout out your social media handles, anything you want people to know about you, support you on, all of that. If you want to check out my Facebook, it is China Walters. That is not China with the I, China with the Y. So that's mm-hmm. C-H-Y-N-N-A, last name, W-A-L-T-E-R-S. Mm-hmm. So you can check me out on there. I have some, some content. Um, My Instagram, we are Kissed. Honey, they're original. Because when I first made my Instagram, it was a, I was a O, oh, you know, in the, the honey, and it was zero. But I got the first oh, one uh-huh. back. And I just never changed it. Honestly, it's changing soon because it has to be more business related. Like I said, I don't Why don't you just make a second page? Um, I feel like I have to get all my followers again. Oh, yeah, true. And I have, like, maybe, like, a thousand plus and people waiting in my my requests. <laughs> but I'm like, let me just accept them so my followers can go up. Uh-huh. <laughs> But I feel we'll like- talk offline. We'll talk <laughs> offline. Because listen, I want you to have a separate personal page and a separate business page. You don't want to blur the two. Yeah. Well, that's it. But I get you with the followers. Right. <laughs> I don't have as many followers with you, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank okay. you for having me. Anytime, I appreciate it for thinking of, of me in my yes, pregnancy journey. Yes, I'm so excited for you. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Okay, so right now I have a very, very special guest, someone who is near and dear to my heart. I have my mom here. Hey, mom. Hello. How are you? I'm fine. <laughs> On this happy Mother's Day. Yes, happy Mother's Day, mom. Thank you. Yeah, it's a beautiful Sunday. Um, we had a nice dinner. Yes. We're so full. We were just joking about how like we're busting out our pants right. because we're so full. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, so I wanted to bring you on because as I told you, I'm doing a Mother's Day episode um, where I'm speaking to different women at every stage of motherhood. One friend I'm talking to is pregnant, currently pregnant. I have another friend who, um, you know, has a child, a child under 10. And I was like, you know what? I should talk to my mom, too. She, I'm her child. She's a mother. So let's do it. So I always tell my guests to tell people who they are. So, I mean, you can go ahead and introduce yourself. Well, as you know, I'm Simone's mom, as she said. My name is Tammy. Um, I've been a mom for 26 years. <laughs> I'm 27. Oh, 27. <laughs> Sorry, you lose count, uh, lose track of count sometimes. Yeah, I'm sure. With kids. Yeah. Oh my but gosh, it's been a joy being a parent of two daughters, 27 and 22. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And you like wow, you had kids later in the game. Like it wasn't too late, but like I know that you and Daddy have said like in comparison to your friends, like some of them had kids at like 18, 19, 20. 21 yeah. and you you guys had kids are like 30. Yeah, we started out a little later. But we wanted to be more accomplished or established. Yeah. Know, so we would be able to provide for our children. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. So in you guys, you and daddy dated for 10 years. Yes. So like tell us what like the experience of dating someone for 10 years was like. Like just yeah, just just tell us. Well, um I don't 
think anything stands out <laughs> in particular. Um, we it was long distance dating for one because yeah. I lived in Catskill and he lived in Albany, so that's thirty miles away. Yeah, which is like um, thirty minutes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's not that long distance though. Oh uh, well. Especially true. if you have a car. But it's true. not like he lived up the street and you could see him every single day. True. Yeah. Yeah. So we would get together a lot of times on the weekends. Mm-hmm. And eventually I did move up to Albany when we moved in together before we got married. Um, we lived together for about two years, mm-hmm. got married. And soon after that. My oldest daughter was born, Simone. Yes. And, huh? I can't think of anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. So, no, what I was going to ask you is because I've had this conversation on Twitter before about like how long is too long to be dating someone before you get married? And I just was thinking, like, geez, my parents are dating for 10 years, but you actually were together for 10 years before you got married. So, how long were you engaged? Like when did, at what point did he propose to you? Okay, uh, we probably were going together at least three or four years before we got engaged. Okay. Um, when I met him, he was still attending college too. Yeah. So after college, um, he did get a job as well. Actually, he was working during college. Uh-huh. But um, we wanted to wait until he finished. We both wanted to wait until he finished college and, you know, got a job and was able to support, you know, both me and you know, our future family. Mm-hmm. So how long? It depends on the, the couple, really. Yeah. I mean, 10 years does seem like a long time. That's, I'm not waiting <laughs> 10 years. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> it actually, you know, now that you say that, it didn't seem like 10 years. Yeah, but you guys made each other young, too. You were True. 19. Was, yes. Yeah. 19 and 20. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we weren't thinking about marriage at that point, pretty much. Mm-hmm. When did you realize that daddy was the one? Soon after I met him, actually. that Because um, he just treated me differently than any other guy had treated me, mm-hmm. you know, that I had met. You know, we went on a lot of dates and we spent a lot of time together, mm-hmm. you know, going to movies, hanging out, stuff like that. You know, that made me feel really special. Oh, that's cute. He was mm-hmm. like your first love, basically. Yeah. That is I would so say cute. my first real boyfriend. Yeah, you know, yeah. even though I dated other guys. Yeah, real boyfriend. <laughs> is that Emerald at the door? Yeah, she's like both of my favorite people are in this room. How can I get in here? <laughs> we have a cat, y'all, that we're obsessed with now. It's our my sister's cat. Yeah, but she loves us more than she loves her own mom. I'm convinced. Yeah, <laughs> I call her my grand kitty. Yes, your grand kitty. That's cute. yeah she loves her grandmom um so yeah so you guys were together for 10 years before you got married and you didn't have me for like three years after you even got married too because you got married in 1990 Mm -hmm. and i was born 93 so how was it See, I told you she puts her paw <laughs> under the door trying to open the door. Oh you never <laughs> seen that before? I didn't see it coming that far. She, if she could figure out how to reach the doorknob, she would. She would come up in here. Oh, my God. Anyways, she could wait a couple minutes. She could wait. <laughs> <laughs> Look at her. Oh, my goodness. Okay, anyways. Anyways. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so you guys um, didn't have me for three years. What were, like, the first three years of marriage like? Like, did you guys 
you know, did you, was that planned? Like, were you like, okay, we want to enjoy marriage first before we start a family? Yeah. Um, actually, I didn't get pregnant as soon as I wanted to, you know, after mm-hmm. we got married. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, it did happen three years later because we wanted to at least probably within the first year and a half. Because mm-hmm. soon after we got married, within that year, we did buy a home. And then we had the home. Then, you know, we went to start having children. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the first one didn't come to like three years later. Okay. First, first pregnancy. Okay. But I mean, it was pretty much the same being married, I thought. The only difference was my last name changed because yeah. we lived together before. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. And it's just that like your name changed and you yeah. guys were officially husband and wife. Right. Yeah. Right. But yeah, it's good that you like moved in with him first. Yeah, kind of like just to test it. I mean, I'm glad that it worked out. Yeah, but you know, you just never know with people. I know. I feel like you really need to like, you never. I feel like you really never know how your partner is until you live with them. So that's true. That's good that you kind of had like a little test and I, run. Actually, yeah, I kind of recommend that. I know a lot of older people don't. Yeah, but right. You definitely need to get to know someone before you marry them. Yeah, absolutely. Preferably live together. Yeah, I agree. So tell me like what your gut reaction was when you first found out that you were like pregnant with me. I was excited because that it finally happened Mm -hmm. because we have been trying, Mm -hmm. you know, for over a year and a half. Mm -hmm. But I was excited. So you said that you were trying, like, was it, if this is too personal, that's okay. But I was going to say like, were you trying and like, were you miscarrying or like, was it just that you were just trying for pregnancy and you, every time you would take a test, it would just say not pregnant? Trying because prior to that, I was on the birth control pill. Oh, okay. So I had stopped taking that, mm-hmm. you know, shortly after we got married. Okay. Well, maybe like after a year or yeah. so after we got married. Mm-hmm. And then because I knew I wanted to start having children. Mm-hmm. So it didn't happen as soon as I thought it would. Mm-hmm. Probably because yeah. your body had to like... Yeah, lean off of the medication. Yeah, yeah, longer than yeah, I thought or expected it to. So then, like, what was pregnancy like for you? Like, run us back through that. Uh, I had to think back. Twenty-seven years. Yeah, ago. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you only got two kids. Well, two I know, but still, that's a lot. A long time. Yeah. Um. Uh, I mean, I, I, it was a happy time, a very happy time. I just mainly remember like the ending stages of the pregnancy because mm-hmm. at that point I was having or experiencing different little aches and pains. Mm-hmm. And right before you, like the day before you were born, um, was my baby shower. And on your birthday? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's cute. It was on my birthday. And what I remember about that day is I was getting dressed for the baby shower and I was trying to put my boots on and they couldn't fit and I couldn't understand why. Because <laughs> my feet were, were so, so swollen. swollen. <laughs> I just could not understand. Oh my gosh. So I ended up wearing some other type of shoes. Uh-huh. And um, the next day, my water broke and look at then that. I had to uh, go to the hospital because prior, oh, back up a little bit. A week before that, I had had my internal exam that you have towards the end of your pregnancy. Mm -hmm. And the doctor could tell that you were breech. Mm -hmm. So 
And breach for people who d- may not know means that I was head first. Head no, that was feet first. Feet first. Because I think the normal yeah. the normal seat's right. head first, right? Yeah. 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 So the doctor knew I was breech. Um, the day after the baby shower, my water broke. So we called the doctor. Um, the doctor said, "Well, you need to come in because the baby is breech, and we're just going to have to do a C-section." Mm-hmm. So that's. While you were born the day after my birthday. Mm-hmm. Perfect yeah. timing, though. Yeah, because your original due date, and I do remember this, was March 12th. Ew, I would mm, <laughs> I do not, I would not want to have been a March Pisces, okay? <laughs> so I'm glad I was born on the 28th. But being born on the 28th, everyone's only always like, oh my God, were you a leap year baby? Yeah, no, you weren't born during leap year. No, I think that was 94. It might have been a leap year, but I was born in 93. So yes. that's funny. Oh mm-hmm. my. So tell us like what that initial moment was like, like after, you know, I had been taken out of you when you got to hold me in your arms and hold me in your arms and daddy was right by your side, I'm sure. Yes, so. it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the best feeling in the world. I mean, nothing. it's hard to explain. Um, I do remember your father saying, it's a girl. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to disappoint you, James. <laughs> Jesus. Wait, oh, so you guys didn't know we what didn't the sex know. of the baby was? No, we didn't know. Oh, didn't wait, I don't that. think I knew that. You didn't? No, I thought no, you we knew wanted... that I was going to be a girl the whole time. No, we wanted it to be a surprise. I thought Skylar was the surprise, and I was the one. No, who... the other way around. Wow, I didn't know that. Now I got to go smack <laughs> you. <laughs> it's a girl. It's a girl. <laughs> Just because he said that, that's why he got another girl. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Um, Side note, how do you feel about like gender reveal parties? That's something really new. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't know. I think the first one, you should be surprised. You think so? I think so. Uh, I'm eager to know. Yeah. Yeah. But I see why somebody would want to be surprised. Yeah. At least the first one. Yeah. Because it kind of takes out the excitement. That's true. I mean, I know you can you know, be prepared more so with clothes and stuff like that and nursery. Yeah. But I don't know, I think at least the first one. Yeah. But a lot of people feel differently these days. Mm-hmm. You see so many gender reveal parties. I know. People are creative too. Uh-huh. They're real creative. I know. It's cute. So um so you were mom at 30 and you know you were like a working mom. Like what was it like balancing motherhood and like your career? And anything you did on the side and like your social life. Because I know you had a lot going on. Whether or not you want to admit it, you did mm-hmm. have a lot going on as a young mom. Yeah, well, before, mom. before I had you, I was actually, well, working full time and then coming home and braiding hair. Mm-hmm. That was my side hustle. Yeah, <laughs> yep, that was your side hustle. <laughs> and... Your Instagram would be popping right now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> if you... If you had Instagram back in 1990, you would have so many followers, so many people coming to you Mm -hmm. to get get their hair done. Yeah, I was braiding hair like five and six days a week. That's crazy. Oh, my God. Yeah. But um, then, I mean, we didn't go out. I wouldn't say a whole lot. Mm -hmm. You know, not every weekend. Yeah. But uh, after the kids... You know, if there was different functions going on that we wanted to go to, we did 
attend. Mm-hmm. We had, um, you know, a mother-in-law as a babysitter. As far as uh, braiding hair, I didn't, I didn't never went back to that after I had you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why? It was just too much? Yeah, definitely. It would have been too much to try to take care of a baby, yeah. you know, braid hair. How did your customers feel about that when you were like, I'm closing up shop? Well, they weren't too happy, but yeah. what are you going to do? Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> they found somebody else, I'm sure. Yeah. But you might have been the best, best braider at Albany, honestly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Aw. So another question I had was, what is a generational habit that you'd like to break or that you've broken already? Um, and like, by example, is like something that maybe your mother or your father had, you know, done to you or like what any kind of like experience you experienced from, from them raising you? Like, what's something that you were like, okay, mom and dad do this, but I want to make sure that I don't raise my children that way. Yeah. Um, well, probably the coming home from school, getting dinner, because both my parents worked and I'm the oldest of five. Mm-hmm. So coming home from school, having to get dinner ready. And how old were you when you did that? I was in junior high, so probably 13, 14 wow. or so. So you had to come home from school, start dinner for six other four. adults, or six other people, I should say, in your family. Well, there was five kids and in, in um, you know, my mom and dad. Right. So, so if you're six, under, so yeah. six other people, yeah, four children and then two adults. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah, a lot so of I pressure. Yeah, it is. But I mean, that's all I knew pretty much. Yeah. Um, I wasn't into any of the extracurricular activities in school because I really didn't have time. I had to go home after school. And not only that, you know, I had younger sisters and brothers, so I kind of had to look out for them. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like that, like, robbed you of your childhood? Um, No, I I don't think of it as that. Mm. No, because that's all I knew. Yeah. I didn't think I was really missing anything. Yeah. If you could go back and you didn't have to be, like, a third parent in the household, Mm -hmm. what's an extracurricular you wish you could have done? I started doing track um, probably early junior high. Mm-hmm. I probably would have kept up with that because I did like that. Mm-hmm. I tried basketball, but I wasn't good at that. <laughs> <laughs> but I did enjoy track. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> this these questions actually for like were for my friends, but because you have a partner and you're still with your partner, um, you know, how did they feel about parenthood? Like maybe take us back to the moments of like when you guys were dating and you were talking about like, you know, getting married and raising a family, like, what was that like? Like, did you, and when you were having those conversations, did you think like, oh wow, like this guy really gets it. Like we have the same like morals and the same values and we want to raise our children the same way or like, were there conflicting like ideals around that? No, one thing about me and your father, we always had the pretty much the same goals and morals mm-hmm. as far as raising the you know the ch- children mm-hmm. <clears throat> and even you know our life pretty much together. Yeah, yeah, pretty That's much good. the same. Yeah. So. Can you talk about the importance of like finding a partner who shares the same like values as you? Yeah, I would say that's very important because if you don't share the same goals and values, then You'll never get ahead. Mm-hmm. We'll work, work, work together to get what you want. Mm-hmm. 
So you definitely, it definitely needs or means teamwork. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Do you um, think that marriage is a business? Have you ever heard that like phrase before that people are like, marriage is like a business? No, I I haven't heard it personally, mm-hmm. no. But I don't think it's like a business. Yeah. No. I guess people say that because you like invest in each other. Not only do you invest in each other like spiritually and emotionally, but the fact that like you probably are sharing bank accounts together and you mm-hmm. are investing in property or, you know, like there's a, there's mm-hmm. a monetary aspect to being married, especially like, you know, getting the marriage license, getting married, like mm-hmm. there's just, it's so much more than just love. Yeah. So I think that's what people mean by like uh, the phrasing. But. Well, meaning that it's expensive to be married. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't think that's what they say, but it is, but yeah. Everything's about money. <laughs> yeah. I, and I don't even think it's just about the, the money aspect too. It's just about like, kind of like having a life partner mm-hmm. and like building with that person, mm-hmm. like building this home, building a business. If you need, if that's what you, your calling is mm-hmm. raising children, like, you know, it's like a, a business agreement. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, another question I had is what is the most challenging part about being a mom and what is the most rewarding part about being a mom? Challenging when your kids don't listen to you and you know you try to tell them the right way and they just think you don't know what you're talking about. Well, that ain't me. You ain't talking about me, so <laughs> talk about your other child. <laughs> Yeah, what did you do like in those moments where like your kids are being hard headed or like insubordinate? Like how did that make you feel? It didn't make me feel good at all. It just, you know, I really felt upset about it. I mean, you didn't see me being upset, but it just you know, and I don't I yeah. really there wasn't anything I could really do, yeah. you know. I mean, you could yell at you and you know, whoop you all, you know. But, but you aren't the, you're not the no, punisher I'm, of the family. No, your father was. Right. I don't think you've ever I might have popped you. Yeah, I was say I think you've popped me before, but you never like beat me with a belt. No, not got a belt or anything like that. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um, and what's the most uh rewarding part about being a mom? Um well, both of seeing both of you graduate from high school and college. Mm-hmm. That's that was very rewarding to me. Mm-hmm. And you're both very respectful girls. Mm-hmm. You know, um, just proud to be your moms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you raised two good ones. Yes, I feel I have. Yeah. What's the most memorable moment of being a mom? So maybe give like maybe not just of being a mom, but like memorable moments with each of us. Like so, with me and then with Skylar. Oh, I'm thinking of you first. Memorable, I would say you were a baby dropping you off at Grandma Charlene's for the first time that I had to go back to work Mm -hmm. because I was out of work eight weeks. No, actually, I I took a little longer for you because you were my first child. Mm Mm-hmm. And I can remember the first day that I dropped you off and leaving the house or going down the stairs because she lives on the top floor and going down the stairs and the tears were just coming down my eyes. Oh, you never <laughs> told me that before. Yeah. yeah. 
And <laughs> Grandma Charlene's like, she's going to be all right. I'm like, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> you were attached because it's your first yep. kid. You had spent three months with me. Uh-huh. Aw, that's yep. so cute. I never knew that. And then with Skylar, I mean, by you then, that's You couldn't wait to drop Skylar off. I know you couldn't wait. <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't stay out any longer than, you know, I needed to. Oh, okay. <laughs> and when I dropped her off, I was like, okay, back to work. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> We're almost done, Emerald. Um, yeah, are there, like, any moments that you thought were, like, cute or funny when we were, like, kids that you can remember? Um, Skyler, I'm trying to think of you. Skyler is, is a comedian, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Her yeah. entire life is funny. I'm trying to think with you, but something that was funny. Oh, I have oh. one. Oh, no, go ahead. You go ahead. This probably is not a good one. No, just say it. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of your, your friends came over. Um, a male friend, a uh-huh. boy, you were playing uh, with your Barbies, and I think it was uh, Britney Spears. Style. <laughs> I know who this is. Uh-huh. So he was playing with it too, and I think he wanted to take it back home with him. <laughs> so after he left, you said, "I think he's a Tom girl," and I just thought that was so funny. No, because remember, I was in the car and I asked you guys what a tomboy was because uh-huh. I needed to understand it for research purposes. <laughs> <laughs> A girl that acts like a boy or a girl that like enjoys like boy activities. Mm-hmm. And I go, oh, blank blank is a Tom girl. <laughs> I was pretty intellectual at five. Yeah. I understood that. That's funny. Oh, the moment I was gonna say is when we went to I don't remember this obviously, but when we went to um Carnival in Toronto. Is it called Car- Car- Carnival? Oh yes. The yes. thing in August. Caravana. Yeah, Caravana. Yeah. And I had my little Pocahontas doll. Yeah. And I think you said you gave me cotton candy or something. Yeah. And I threw the doll and I yeah. <laughs> and I just forgot about it. And then I don't know how many hours or minutes later you said, where's Pocahontas? And I said, she gone. She, she's gone. She yep. gone. <laughs> and you carry Pocahontas with you all, all, everywhere. everywhere. You all never of, let her out of your sight. Literally, all of the old photos of me, all I see is me holding her. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah. Oh, that was funny. Uh-huh. And then um, with Skylar, yeah. um, she, well, when she was in her teenage years, early teens, she was a little chunky. So um, I would have to get her plus size clothes. <laughs> and she saw the, the size on the clothes and she's like, Mom, I don't want to be a pole girl. <laughs> and we tease her to this day. We were joking about that the other day. <laughs> I don't want to be a pole girl, yeah. Mom. And then with the chicken, the chicken wings, she oh, said yeah. she didn't like the elbow. She, was, she just said funny things. She did <laughs> say funny things. I don't want the elbows of the chicken. Yeah, I don't like the elbow. That's <laughs> funny. Um, and then one of the last questions I have is kind of a fun one. Um, what were some other potential baby names that you had? Like, if you weren't going to name me Simone and you weren't going to name Skylar Skylar, what were some other names that were coming to mind? I always liked the name Simone, so I didn't have any other name for you. I 
I can't remember what it would have been if you were a boy, actually. I don't know. I think it might have been a Kyle. I, to, I can't remember. Kyla? Kyle. Kyle. Yeah, for oh, a boy. Okay. Mm -mm, I don't look like a Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. But then, I always like the name Simone. Yeah. And um, didn't you say that, like, my name was inspired by, like, Nina Simone? Nina Simone, yes, because I always like that name. Mm -hmm. Nina Simone. Yeah, that's cute. Mm -hmm. And Skylar, um, your father picked out her name. He liked that name. Skylar, her name was going to be Skylar either. If she was a girl or a boy. Yeah, it's a unisex but, name. So. Yeah, but we end up, because I was older when I was pregnant with her, um, I had a procedure done where, you know, to make sure that she was okay. What procedure is that? It's called the amniocentesis. And that's What's where that? they they take out um, some of your, some of the amniotic fluid. And test oh. it for the chromosomes. And isn't that the test that's also risky because if it goes wrong, the child can be yeah, like, it is risky. have Down syndrome? Yes. Mm. Well, that's a test to see whether or not the child has. Oh, Down's. not that if the test goes wrong, that right. it could the, create Down syndrome. If the test syndrome. goes wrong, it could possibly cause you to have a miscarriage. Oh. Yeah, so it, it was a risky test, but yeah. you know, I, we decided to go through with it. I'm sure you were frightened. I was. I was nervous. Yeah. But. The chances were really slim mm -hmm. that you know something could go wrong, but um, you know at that point also with the test they can tell tell the sex of the baby, so you know that's how we found out she was a girl. Mm -hmm. What did Daddy say then? He didn't say anything, but you know he he didn't seem like he was too upset about that. No, <laughs> I mean he wasn't upset with you. Yeah, but, you know. <laughs> it wasn't as disheartening. No. Okay. And then um, the last question, well, not two questions that just popped into my mind. One, what's one thing that you absolutely adore about your mom? Um, she's just a, a sweet, funny lady, you know, and everybody gets along with her, mm -hmm. and, including me, you know. Yeah. She just leaves a lasting impression on everybody, I think. Yeah, she does. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, firecracker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even though she can be mean sometimes, but she's really, you know. Sometimes. <laughs> Her middle she name is shady. Tough love. Yeah, she is a tough love mom. <laughs> and what's one piece of advice that you would give to new moms? New moms? Um I would say spend as much time as you can with your child or bond with them when they're babies, mm -hmm. you know, before you return to work. Mm -hmm. And uh, just, I would say basically just spend a lot of time with your, your child. Mm -hmm. I can't make anything off the top of my head. More. That's why I know it's off the cuff question. Yeah. Okay. Well, this was fun. See, that wasn't so bad, right? No, it wasn't. Was this your first time ever being interviewed? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Oh, well, I'm glad that you did this, Mom. Thank well, you. You're welcome. These are great answers. Um, you, I really enjoyed the conversation. I think that my listening audience will enjoy it, especially hearing, you know, who raised such an amazing woman, yeah. you know? So. <laughs> 
But thank you again, Mom. I love you. Love you too. Well, there you have it. I hope that you thoroughly enjoyed today's episode as much as I did. I learned so much from Tasha, China, and my mom, Tammy. So I am so grateful and thankful to have been able to have a conversation with them. So as you are preparing to shut this episode down, please make sure that you follow us on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, the account name is Bonnets Durags, no and, so it's B-O-N-N-E-T-S-D-U-R-A-G-S across all social media platforms. And you can also visit our website, which is bonnetsanddurags.com, B-O-N-N-E-T-S-A-N-D-D-U-R. AGS.com, bonnetsanddurags.com, where you can find out more about the podcast brand, the events that we have, the merch that we sell, and all that good stuff. And also be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on all podcast streaming platforms, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you consume podcasts, make sure that you are subscribing to the show so you never miss an episode going forward. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to the show again. I'm your host, Pia Simone, and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.